Hey everyone, Josh Case here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately transformation. Hope you enjoy today's message. Listen, if you're a first-time guest here, I am so honored to have you. Let's give all of our guests a God bless you. You can, you can uh, actually type guest. Uh, you can go online and type guest if you're watching online. Or you can text uh, a number on the screen and you can type guest. And we'd love to have record of you being with us. Everybody that turns in a card or, or reaches out to us electronically, we're going to give $5 to Orphans Ministry. And we're just so glad that you're here. And if you want to, you can take your phone and share the stream and invite hundreds of people that are already joining thousands that would wind up watching this service. So I wonder if there's anybody here today that could say, Apostle, God's been real good to me. If God's been good to you, make a little noise in the room. You know, here's the question. Has God ever come through for you? I mean, when you didn't know what to do at times when you were the end of yourself, isn't it good to know that when you're at the end of yourself, you're at the beginning of God? Come on. So I just want to do a little bit of teaching and preaching today. And I believe I have a word from heaven. If you're ready, somebody say, I'm ready. I'm going to share with you three texts and you can follow along on the screen. You by live stream, you honor us by being here. You're part of our church family. We love you so much. Welcome today. Hosea 10, 12. So for yourselves, righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord. How long till he comes and rains down righteousness upon you? Anybody ready for that? Note two words in this verse. He said, break up. Look at your neighbor and say, break it up, break it up. Now, Micah 2.12, I'm going to be reading from the Amplified Bible, so if it sounds a little bit loud, it's Amplified. Come on, somebody. I shall most certainly assemble all of you, O Jacob. I shall surely gather the remnant of Israel. I shall bring them together like sheep in the fold, multiplying the nation like a flock in the midst of its pasture. The place will swarm with many people, and hum loudly with noise. That's what I declare over this church. It's going to swarm with many people. And it's going to be noisy. Come on, somebody. Watch this now. The breaker, the Messiah, who opens the way, shall go up before them, liberating them. They will break out. Somebody shall break out. They will pass through the gate and go out. So their king goes before them, the Lord at their head. So somebody say, break up. Break up. And here's break out. Somebody shout, break out. break out. Now look at 2 Samuel 23. And David said with longing, oh, that someone would give me a drink of the water from the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate. So the three mighty men broke through. They did what? They did what? Who's ready for a breakthrough? I said, who's ready for a breakthrough? I said, who's ready for a breakthrough? 
they broke through the camp of the Philistines, through the water from the well of Bethlehem. That was by the gate. And they took it and brought it to David. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Holler at him. Say, neighbor. I declare in faith. This is our season. We break up. We break out. And we break through. Anybody ready, 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 ready? I want to take some time and teach along these lines the breaking point. I feel like there are some people who are at a breaking point. And God's about to do some big things. He's doing big things, but you ain't seen nothing yet. Slip up your hands, precious. Father, today, we just thank you for being such a good God, for sending Jesus. Thank you for healing so many, especially little Hadley. We give you praise for the work that you did. Even the doctor said, I don't even know what to say. But we know what to say. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, Lord, I pray that you will bless me as I preach. Strengthen my body. Lord, I pray today that your word will go forth in power. I love you so much. Somebody give the Lord the ovation of the day. Before you sit down, tell three or four people, I'm ready. I'm ready. I want to talk to you in the inception of this message, Precious, about the breaking point. Now, in the negative sense, the breaking point is a time when a situation or a circumstance becomes untenable. It's a moment that carries so much pressure and stress that you can't even describe it. And when a person gets to this time, when they get to this moment in their lives, they're at something called the breaking point. The truth is, there are many under the sound of my voice, even in this room, there are many watching by live stream and even after the fact or on television, and you are at the breaking point. You're under pressure. You're under stress. When you're at the breaking point, you're at that moment where you say, if I have to deal with one more thing, if I have to wrestle with one more issue, if I have to deal with one more family problem, I'm at the breaking point. I wonder if there's any real people in the room who would say, Apostle, I'm saved, but I've been at the breaking point. I love Jesus, but I've had times when I was at the breaking point. Y'all, I've been there many, many times where I didn't know what I was gonna do, when I didn't know how I was gonna manage the moment. But I found out that when you trust the Lord, he will turn your breaking point into a breakthrough point. Now, I understand and comprehend that the breaking point can be a place of victory. And the enemy wishes that I wouldn't preach this message today because some of you have been in a season where you have been under so much pressure, but breakthrough always occurs at the place of greatest pressure. These scriptures that I read brought up three different types of breaking. There was break up, somebody shout break up. Break out and break through. Now here, the text is in Hosea 10, 12. 
This is probably one of the most beautiful texts in all the Bible. It's a stunning text. It's a powerful text. It's a significant text. Hosea penned these words. He said, so to yourselves in righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground, for it is time. Tell somebody in your neighborhood, it is time. It is time to seek the Lord. How long? Till it comes and rains down righteousness upon you. Somebody shout, break up. This is one of the most beautiful scriptures, as I said, in all the Bible. And it becomes even more stunning when you understand the backdrop and the background in Hosea's life and what was going on in the nation of Israel when Hosea penned these words. If you know the background of Hosea's life, God had him marry a harlot. He had him marry an undesirable woman who was unworthy, and her name was Gomer. He loved her. He, he brought her in out of prostitution and out of servitude and gave her what she didn't deserve. Is there anybody who would admit that God has given you what you don't deserve? Can I get a witness? Listen now, I want you to hear this. Gomer's unfaithfulness paralleled what was going on in Israel. Gomer had been unfaithful to Hosea after Hosea had rescued her. And Israel was being unfaithful to Jehovah after he had rescued them. And they were turning their attention and their dependency toward Assyria and they had fallen into perpetual adultery. And it was in this moment when Hosea's personal heart was breaking. He saw his nation being broken. And it was in that moment that inspired by the Lord, he said, sow to yourselves in righteousness. Reap in mercy. Now don't miss what he said first. He said, sow to yourselves or for yourselves in righteousness. In other words, no one can do this for you. If you define the word righteous, it has layers of meaning, but it literally means to do the good and right thing. It means to do what you ought to do. And he said, sow to yourselves in righteousness. He said, you're trying to reap all this mercy but you're not sowing in righteousness. You're trying to reap all these blessings. And see, I know that it's not popular and I know that a lot of people wishes that we didn't preach this way in this pulpit and on our campuses, but it still matters the way that we live our lives. It still matters the decisions that we make. We still have to operate our lives in accordance with the word of God. And I don't care what the world says. I don't care what the world does. I don't care the compromises that the world makes. We still, as a church of the living God, have to sow righteousness. He said, if you will sow righteousness, you will reap mercy. 
Now hear me in this room, that is the prerequisite. When you sow the seed of righteousness, you will reap the, the, the fruit of mercy. And that's the prerequisite. And the problem is, many people are trying to reap where they have not sown. God's people still have to stand for and do the right thing. I'm trying to tell you today, it matters how we live. It matters what we do. It, we have to sow in righteousness. Hear me in this house, we are at a time when we are seeing such compromises in the church. We are at a time when people of God have lowered their standards, but there is a remnant that is rising who understands that we've got to sow in righteousness. And then, y'all, he said, break up your fallow ground. Somebody shout break up. Yeah. Fallow ground has potential, but it's unnurtured. It's unbroken. It's untilled. It's unprepared. And when fallow ground is unprepared and unbroken, anything can grow there. Isn't it something how you will plant a whole yard of grass? You will lay sod. But if you don't take care of it, where are the real people at? The weeds will take it completely over. Because anything can grow where you don't take care of it. It's untended. That's what a fallow ground is. So whatever wants to grow there, if it's a weed, if it's poisonous, it can thrive there. And Israel had left their spiritual ground untended and unbroken. They had embraced adultery and it was growing and compromise and rebellion had sprouted up. That had happened in their time and, and I'm not gonna stay here long, but that's happened to a lot of the church in America. There has been a lack of brokenness. We have embraced sin rather than preaching truth. We've had too much compromise. We've stopped reaching for the lost and we've let them think they can live any way they want to live and still get to heaven. America is at the breaking point and the church must break up with the world if we want to see a turnaround. I said America is at the breaking point. Y'all, I'm going to say it again. I said America is at the breaking point. I saw a video this week, 12, 13 year old boy dressed like a girl doing the most sexualized dance I've ever seen, grabbing his body parts. I, I can't even tell you the things that he was doing. Grown men, grown transvestites, trans, grown people were standing there watching this boy dance and they were partied and they were acting like it's great. It is not great. Where is the church that knows it is time to stand up? Y'all, I don't want to stay here long. I ain't mad at you, but I'll tell you what, I have this righteous indignation that's in my heart because now the church has been told to be quiet. We've been told not to say anything. We've been told not to take it on, but there is a remnant rising. There is a revival remnant that cannot be quiet. Tell your neighbor it's time for a breakup. Yeah, yeah, we gotta break up with the world. Y'all, 
We got to break up with compromise. We got to break up with loose living. We got to break up with sight walking. Y'all, y'all, listen. We got to break up with low living. Somebody shall break up. And listen, if you break up with the world, it's not going to be a good breakup. Or we can be friends after this. You ever broke up with someone? Oh, we'll still be friends. No. To be friends with the world is enmity against God. I, I, I had a couple of bad breakups before I met Dawn and I changed her world. Come on, somebody. I mean, she changed mine. But I had a couple of bad breakups. And there was one girl. I said, don't call. Don't come see me. Don't write. I promise you I said that. I said, I'm throwing away every picture. Anything that reminds me of you, I'm getting rid of it. I hope you have a good life, but I've got to move forward. I can't live in the way you want them to live. I can't do what you, and I, and I broke up with her and it was serious. And I'm telling you, we gotta get a church again that'll break up with the devil and say, don't call, don't text me, don't come see me. Don't write me. We got to get some young people that will break up with the world. How many of you are ready to break up with the world? Come on. Tell your neighbor, it's breaking up. Compromise in the church is breaking up. I said, it's breaking up. Why? Watch this. Sow in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fellow ground, because it is time. How many of y'all know it's time? It is time to seek the Lord. Uh-huh. Somebody say, it's time to seek the Lord. Yeah, we sought everything else. It's time to seek the Lord. It is time to seek the Lord. How long? Till it comes. How long? See, some of y'all say, Apostle, why do y'all sing so long at Calvary? You, you had such a long song service. You know, y'all worship too long. We, we stand up too long. Why do you preach so long? Let me tell you something. I have no interest in singing till we're through. I want to sing till it comes. I want to pray till it comes. I want to preach till it comes. I want to preach till lost people get found. I want to worship till sick people get healed. How many of you want to do it till it comes? Come on, give God a praise if that's you. He's coming. Every time we worship, if we'll press in, there are times when there's a heaviness in the house, but you keep praising, that heaviness will break off and he'll come. I don't know who I'm talking to, but he's about to come into your situation. He's about to come into your circumstance. And then watch this, until he comes and rains down righteousness upon you. Now, now watch this. You sow righteousness. That means you got a little bit of seed. Whatsoever a man sows, that's how he also reap. Isn't it something how people sow the seed of sin and then beg God for crop failure? But you sow a seed of righteousness. Huh. And then he gives it back to you. 
and reign. Righteousness also means truth. It means justification. It means salvation. Y'all get ready. And it means prosperity. Somebody say truth, justification, salvation, and prosperity. Say in my life, there will be truth, justification, salvation, and prosperity. If you believe it, give God a praise right now. Come on. Come on. Come on. Truth, salvation, justification, and prosperity. I'm telling you that in the mighty name of Jesus, I, de- I declare prosperity over your life. You say, well, I was listening to the apostle. He's a prosperity preacher. Of course I am. I'm a faith preacher, I'm a healing preacher, I'm a joy preacher, I'm a salvation preacher. I'm not telling you money is the main thing, but the Bible said, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So in other words, how many of y'all know life is better when you feel good and you got some money in your pocket? Can I get a witness? I dare somebody who's claiming you're breaking up your fellow ground for it is time to seek the Lord until he comes and rains down righteousness upon you. Somebody give him praise that truth is raining down over your life right now. Somebody give him praise that salvation is raining over your family right now. Somebody give him praise that justification, how about this? and prosperity is reigning over your life. If you receive it, give the Lord a praise. Now here's what you gotta know about natural rain. Natural rain arbitrarily falls anywhere, but spiritual rain only falls on ground that has been prepared and broken up. And that's what's happened in this time of revival. God is raining down healing. I said, God is raining down healing. He's raining down miracles, signs, and wonders. Why? Because we have broken up with the world. Now watch this. Somebody shout break up. Now watch this. Micah 2. Break out. 13th verse. The breaker. The Messiah, who opens the way, who does what? Who does what? Shall go up before them, liberating them. They will break out. Somebody who has a lost child, I dare you, if you got some lost family members, You got some folk in bondage. Just slip up your hand and say they will break out. And praise God like you believe it. Come on. They may be acting crazy right now, but they will break out. They may be losing their mind right now, but they will break out. 
they will break out and pass through the gate and go out. So their king goes before him. The Lord is their head. Tell everybody in your neighborhood, it's breakout season. Yeah, where there's breakout, there's escape. Where there's breakout, you get out of bondage. Where there's breakout, there's freedom. I'm telling you, there's people in this revival, they're breaking out of religion. Come on, there's people breaking out of sin and there's people breaking out of compromise. I'm determined that everything connected to this house is going to enter into a breakout season. Hear me, that's what revival does. It breaks things up and people break out. I declare, y'all, that these walls cannot contain what God is doing in here and we haven't seen anything yet. Now watch this. Our text precious said, that the breaker, who is the Messiah, opens up the way and he has come up before them, liberating them. In other words, Messiah goes before him, them and the Bible says that as he goes before them, ugh, he creates a gate. That's why we can't do church without the Messiah. Because when he comes in the room, he creates a gate. And he liberates people. And he heals people. But understand this. The Messiah, the king goes before them, the breaker. And the king creates a gate. Because breakout doesn't happen until the king comes through the gate. He creates it. And then he comes through it. There is no breakout if the breaker doesn't rise. But don't get it bent. It's his gate. Tell your neighbor, it's his gate. And the Bible said, come into his gate with thanksgiving. Into his courts with praise. Now, thanksgiving is the word todah. It means to thank God for what he's done and to thank him in advance for what he's gonna do. So that means when he comes in and he creates a gate, we come in that gate thanking God for what he's done and we have confidence that he's not done and he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, far above anything I can ask or think. See, the first part of it is easy. It's easy to thank God for what he's done. But sometimes you gotta have to get in faith and say, I see nothing, I hear nothing, I feel nothing, but I'm just gonna go on what you've already done in my life and I'm gonna bring a todah and I'm gonna praise you in advance. I need somebody that knows he's moved for you in the past, and if he's done it before, push your neighbor and say, he'll do it again. I want you to bring him a thanks right now. Come on, you wanna break out, you better thank the Lord. All right, here's what we're going to do. Todah. It's thanking God for what he's done. So I only want you to thank him if he's done anything for you.
Yeah, is that how good he's been? Hey! Listen, if you're thinking your children will break out, if you're thinking, man, the thing that's held you, you'll break out of it. See, see, y'all, there's people that don't understand your radical praise. They don't understand why you come through the gate giving God praise. They don't understand why you come thanking him, but because, but the truth is, if they understood how many times he made a way for you, they would understand, I, I gotta praise him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, I, I'm done with sidewalking. I said, I'm done with sidewalking. I said, I'm done with sidewalking. I am walking by faith and not by sight. So I'm gonna get some faith in me and I'm about to thank God for all that I believe he's going to do. One, two, three, praise him right now. Yay. That's a toda. Look at your name and say, ta-da. Come on, that's what God has done and I'm praising him for what he's about to do. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and then his, I feel like preaching, and then enter his courts with praise. He said, once you get in the gate, come on into the courts. And the word pray is, praise there is Tehillah. Tehillah praise is a public praise. It's when God's people break out. It's not a private praise. It's not a cute praise. It's not a contained praise. It's a public praise. Listen, that the enemy doesn't mind having his people boast in the works of the devil. I dare somebody right now. Go public with your praise. Break out. Somebody break out. Somebody break out. Break out of that stressful season. Break out of that depression. Break out of that fear. Break out of that pain. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, stand there if you need to. But I'm breaking out. One, two, three, give God a breakout praise. Uh, I'm going public. I said, I'm going public. Now, y'all sit down. I, I didn't mean for all that to happen. Hey! Revival is breaking out. Healing is breaking out. Joy is breaking out. Salvation is breaking out. God's people are breaking out. Now, This is why we are in this season shifting things toward evangelism. We're gonna get more people in church on Resurrection Sunday than we've ever had before. We're asking you in this season to go public. I'm thankful for all God has done in the last 25 years, but I believe there's so much more that God can do. I'm thankful for every campus, every opportunity to influence, but we will not rest in our laurels.
We will not sit back as a church in ministry. Write this down if you're taking notes. Our church must never be more memory-driven than vision-driven. I'm thanking God for all that he's done in the last 25 years. I could dance all over the room, look at this house this morning, wall-to-wall people, people all up in, in, in the stadium seating. We've got eight campuses that are running over. We are so blessed. God is doing so much. But I'm telling you, there is more to come. Hallelujah. We ain't seen nothing yet. And here's what I know about America. Our nation is at the breaking point and it's time for the church to break out. I'm gonna make you mad. The donkey can't fix it. The elephant can't fix it. The independence can't fix it. I'm telling you what will heal this nation is not at the it's not at the White House. It's not at the governor's house. What will heal this nation is not at the House of Representatives. What will heal this nation is when God's house breaks out and we begin to speak the word of the Lord. Somebody give God praise at this breakout season. Come on. Somebody say break up. Somebody say break out. That means we're not going to be contained. We're not going to, we're saying, Lord, lift the lid. Now, 2 Samuel 23, and David said with longing, oh, that someone would get me a drink of the water from the well of Bethlehem. I would be Jim Rayleigh. Y'all know what I'd say. Oh, that someone would go to hooligans <laughs> and get me some hot wings wallet. Come on, somebody. <sighs> yeah, hey, don't got me on the cleanse, y'all pray for me. I'm being serious, pray for me. <laughs> oh, that someone would give me a drink of the water from the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate. So the three mighty men broke through the camp of the Philistines, drew the water from the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate and took it and brought it to David. Now remember, David's anointed to be king. Don't miss this. It was their love and their honor that caused the men to want to minister to the king. And when they ministered to the king, their break manifested. It materialized because they were connected to the king. They shouldn't have been able to overcome what they overcame. But their connection to the king kept them protected. I wonder if there's anybody here today. And you know, there's some things that should have took you out. And some things that should have destroyed you. But your connection to the king, even when you got in a fight, it gave you victory. Don't miss it. It's their love and honor. It will be your desire for the king.
It will be your desire for the king to minister to him and bless him and praise him and worship him that will provide your own breakthrough. Can I, can I say this to you? Your deliverance is right underneath your nose. How many times has the devil thought, I got her now? How many times has the devil said, man, I'll destroy her now. I'll, I'll have his family now. I'll destroy him now. But you had a little, a little praise in you. Look at me in the eyes. You had a little, a little wave of the hand. Come on, somebody. A, little, a little jerk of the neck. Where, where's my real old-time Pentecostal people? Ooh. They called that a quickening when I was growing up. And you know, you had one of these get on you. Oh, my Lord. Eh. Yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. You ever had one of them hit you? I need, I, need, I need somebody who don't think I'm crazy, who's ever had like, you're just standing there and you go, ooh, shoot, hallelujah. Mm. Anybody who's ever had something like that hit you, make a little noise right now. Yeah. I mean, people come to church and ain't even saved. People come to church, they haven't even been in a Pentecostal house before, and I watch them and they go, ooh, yeah. You know why? Because it's real. And when it's real, you can't deny it. Eh. How many times has the devil thought he had you, but you had a little wave of the hand, a little jerk of the neck, a little hallelujah in your mouth? Did you know your deliverance is right underneath your nose? The Bible said that the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. That means when you begin to open your mouth and praise the Lord, deliverance shows right up. I'm ready for breakup. I'm ready for breakout. And I'm ready for breakthrough. I don't know who I'm talking to, but somebody needs to get ready. You're at a point where God's about to break you through. He's about to break your family through. Somebody shall break through. But here's what you gotta do. You need to Accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative, tune in to the affirmative, don't mess with Mr. In-Between. Come on now. song from the jungle book <laughs> Baloo the bear come on somebody see the problem is we've been accentuating the negative we've been talking too much about the negative and I'm reminded yeah, I feel this do you remember the story when the Philistines took the ark of the covenant in 1 Samuel, and the Bible says that they stole the Ark of the Covenant. The armies were decimated. A priest named Phineas 
His wife was so overcome that she went into labor and she named her son Ichabod. For she said, the glory has departed. It's over. She named her future. I wish I could find a church. She named her future. I came to tell somebody today, don't let your past name your future. Don't let your problem name your future. Don't even let your present situation name your future. Because God does not consult your past to determine your future. She named her future Ichabod. The glory has departed. But when Mary was promised Jesus, the angel said, call his name Emmanuel. Name your future Emmanuel. God is with us. Some of y'all been naming your future fear. Some of y'all been naming your future death. Some of y'all been naming your future lack and poverty. But I come to tell you today, you need to name your future. Name your future breakthrough. Name your future breakout. Name your... What are you believing for? Name it and claim it in Jesus' name. Don't name your future Ichabod. Don't name your future according to to your present situation or your past or your problem. Name your future in faith because God is with you. Now, watch this. Don't speak negatively about your future. Don't speak negatively about your children. They'll never serve the Lord. No, you need to say any minute now. They're going to be born again. Don't you, th- don't you speak negatively over your finances. I'll, I'll be broke the rest of my life. The power of death and life is in the power of the tongue. So I'm saying in faith, you're looking at me right now. This, this, this is the least blessed I'm going to ever be. This is the least healed I'm going to ever be. This is the least powerful I'm going to ever be because I'm naming my future and I believe the Lord is with me and if God be for me, then who can be against me? Somebody say break up. Somebody say break out. Somebody say breakthrough. If you will break up, break out and break through, God will use you to rescue those who are at the breaking point. If you will go public with your relationship with God, if you will let your light shine, God will use you to rescue those who are at the breaking point. Now I'm gonna tell you the truth. Here's the reality, y'all. I love Calvary. I love this house. I ain't ashamed to say it. I love this church. How many of y'all love your church? Okay, on a scale from one to 10, I'll give that a five. Do you understand the atmosphere of this house? Do you understand that people watch us from around the world and people are moving here to come to this church? Do you understand that 
the worship that we have in this house and the praise that we have in this house. Didn't Pastor Courtney and the team do awesome today? Do you, do you understand that Pastor Josh just a week ago or two weeks ago was in Nashville or Knoxville preaching to 11,000 young people who were saved and sanctified and delivered? I'm talking about throwing pipes and all kind of stuff on the stage. Pastor Josh, do you understand that we have a worship leader named John Wilds? And you may not know it, but he is actually, uh, about six or eight months ago, he signed with Bethel Music, which is probably the number one label for worship in America. And today he's in South Africa and stadiums of people are being, uh, stadium fulls of people are coming and Pastor John, John is leading worship. Do you understand what we have in this house? Do you understand the quality of ministry that's here? Do you understand the revival that's in the house? Honey, you don't have to go to Chicago or Orlando. We're right here on Granada Boulevard. So I need somebody who loves this house to open up your mouth and give God praise for me. That's it. Some of y'all are sitting out there saying, well, apostle, you should love the house of the Lord. The devil is a liar. I want the people who love this house, open up your mouth and give God praise. Now, I had to add this little text and I did it last night. I already written the message, but this is what I'm feeling about this house. After 26 years, this is what I'm sensing. Isaiah 54, 2. Enlarge the side of your tent to make room for more children. Stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare them. Lengthen your ropes, your tent ropes, and make your pegs and your stakes firm in the ground. For you, will break out and spread out to the right and to the left. And your descendants, your children and your children's children will take possession of nations and they will inhabit deserted cities. Honey, get ready because I declare that Calvary is breaking out. We are breaking out on the right and we are breaking out on the left. Hear me, we're gonna start more campuses. We're gonna, we're gonna start more campuses. We're gonna bless the nations. We're getting ready, y'all to build three churches right now in Iraq. We're gonna build a church in Babylon. Come on, somebody. 
right in the middle of our act. I'm telling you, the nations are going to feel the effect of Calvary. But here's what I declare. We're going to inhabit desolate cities. We're going to inhabit deserted cities. You think eight campuses is the end? Baby, it's only the beginning. We are going forth. That's the house you're in. Somebody give God praise and we ain't through. Somebody give God praise and it ain't over. We are taking nations. We are taking cities. Y'all better get ready. I feel like the Holy Ghost is saying expansion. You're going to break out on the left and you're going to break out on the right. That's the kind of house you're a part of. You are not a part of a house that's going to survive. Well, if I can just make it. Man, I'm telling you, we're going to take cities. We are taking cities. We are taking cities. We are taking cities. Yada basha tabakosha. I said, we are taking cities. We are taking cities. We are taking nations. We have built churches and schools all over the world, India, all throughout Africa, all in the Middle East. God laid on my heart, Iraq. Babylon means confusion if you transliterate the word. How many of y'all know when you bring Jesus, he takes care of the author of confusion, and that's the devil. Can I get a witness? I want to tell you something. Look at me in the eyes, precious. You need to invite people to this house. You need to be excited about this house. I don't give a royal rip if you're excited about me but I want you to be excited about him. But you better not talk about me. That's all I'm going to tell you. You better not talk about nobody else that stands up under God's anointing. That's that's all I'm going to say. And if somebody starts that around you, you need to say Jezebel. No, don't say that. You say, well, apostle, why? Why are you so excited? You shouldn't be so excited about the house of the Lord. Well, you, you, you better take it up with David. David said in Psalm 69, 9, because, somebody say because. Bring it up on 69, 9, Psalm 69, 9. Because the zeal for your house has eaten me up. I want to get to a place and a point that the zeal for the house of the Lord eats me up. I want to be eat up with Calvary and all God is doing. I want to be eat up with the deliverance of your children. I want to be eat up with revival at Emory Riddle and BCU. 
I want to be eat up, Pastor Josh, with all these campuses that we are beginning to pinpoint now where we're going to start campuses. I want to be eat up with it. I haven't, I haven't come this far, y'all, to coast and just rest on what we've been in the past. I'm eating up with it. Y'all don't know, but the last three days, I have battled vertigo. I got up in the night and couldn't even hardly walk. And the last three days, I've struggled. Even this morning, I couldn't even hardly stand. But I said, I'm going. And I'm going to praise God. And I'm going to worship Him. And I'm going to preach. And I believe that while I've been preaching, God's been healing my body. Come on, somebody. This is why we want to invite people to this house. Do you know that there are, look at me, precious. There are very few houses where people get saved at the level they get saved here. Every altar call is usually at least 50 people or more that we have not known or seen. Well, you say, Apostle, what's happening to them? You saw what's happening to them. They're getting baptized. They're getting discipled. Why do you think we're growing? This is why I need you. I'm going to invite Pastor Josh here in a moment. But I need you throughout this Easter season to help me. How many of you know that shepherds don't make sheep? Sheep make sheep. And I need you to help me. I want to see these, every campus, all eight campuses, more packed than we've ever seen in our entire life in ministry. This is why we invite, but this is also why we sow. When you sow, you're not giving to Jim Rayleigh. Your giving doesn't change what I make. I'm on salary, and it's not even set by me. It's set by a board, a trustee board. You're not giving to Jim. You're giving to Jesus. Now, there's a text that, there's a screen, a little statement that I made. Bring it back up before we go here. Never underestimate. Can you bring that back up, guys, in the back? What your faithfulness can accomplish through God's house and for his glory. Never underestimate what your giving can do. Never underestimate what your seed can do. I believe that when you get to heaven... There are people who are going to be there because you were faithful to sow and faithful to give and faithful to invite. So I want you right now to get your tithe and your offering together. If you love this house, you know why? We looked over our giving last year. I ain't bragging, but it looked like about 25% of what we had made, we gave back to God. Now, I don't, I'm not looking for any hand clap, but we did it because we love the work of the Lord. We love this house. We believe in what God is doing in this house. So I want you to get an offering together. And I want you to sow towards Resurrection Sunday.
people that you invite are at the breaking point and this is their moment. So everybody get a seed right now. Get your tithe, your offerings. If you're giving on your phone, you can give online, you can text to give, you can give in an envelope or you can give on an app. But I want you to hold that before the Lord right now. We're, we're doing so much in this next season. We're having a special needs egg hunt. Why well, you got them Easter eggs? We, we don't care about Easter eggs. We care about the kids that come and we can tell them about Jesus. Can I get a witness? We're going to have a special needs egg hunt, then our egg hunt. Then we're going to do a revival service at the casements in Ormond Beach. We've decided we're going to lay hands on people at the casements. We're going to have a miracle service at the casements. Come on, y'all. But this is your moment to sow into God's agenda. So I want everybody that's sowing right now to hold your offerings up. If you've already sown, just lift up your hands. You online, this is your moment to give. Because the zeal of your house has consumed us, Lord. We sow and we give. Lord, there are so many people that are at the breaking point. They need to break out. They need to break up. And they need to break through. I pray, God, that if people give, they sow, that you will use every dime, every dollar, every significant gift. Somebody right now, God's dealing with you about sowing significantly into this Easter season because we're going to spend tens of thousands of dollars to get the gospel out at another level. You be obedient to the Lord. Hold that offering up. Say, Lord, bless this offering. I give it to you willingly. The zeal for your house has consumed me. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for today's message. You can continue to be part of all that God is doing here at Calvary Christian Center. You can text to give at 386-866-3060 or you can visit calvaryfl.com slash give. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also to share this podcast with your community, your family, and your friends. You can also stay connected by following us on social media at Calvary FL and by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, thank you for joining us.